Hi everybody, I'm Jim Ford. And I'm Dan Kurtzke. And I'm Jason Grice. And this is the Lantern Cast. Episode 18. 18. 18. You guys are cranking these out now. Uh, we're trying. Yeah. So, uh, Dan, we got some uh, some really big news for later on in the show. Oh, Jason, you want to give uh, give us a little hint of what that is? Uh, the interview that we have going on up? Yes. Uh, what's the theme music? Do you guys know the theme music? Well, we were dropping hints on the forums weeks ago. Yes. I put up a thread. What Green Lantern needs is a little law and order, and I forget what the best of that. Scouring the vast universe. And I capitalized SVU. Right. And then you you added that we needed some stabilization with Detective Stabler, who is Chris Baloney who is also the voice of one Hal Jordan on Green Lantern First Flight. Yes. Ah, yes. I would have contributed to, it, to that thread, but I couldn't think of anything that was the right balance of cool and lame, so I just stayed out. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I've been starting to put that interview together for, what, about a month now, guys? About. Yeah, we were actually we were talking about that as far as how long it's been. Like four or five weeks or something, some crazy. Yeah, it's, it's been right around there. Once, uh, once I, I took over a, the title of program director, which I gave myself. I'm sorry, but uh, <laughs> when I started sending out emails to uh, to different voice actors for throughout the the different times of Green Lantern, with this movie coming out, I really wanted to hit him. He was like the he was the, the white whale so to speak, for the, the DVD coming out. Right. Yeah, it's very and timely. So I got uh, the interview. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you got it. Oh, man. We appreciate the fact that you did get it. It was very awesome. Yes, absolutely. No problem. I mean, I, I love this podcast, and you guys are awesome. So whatever I can do to help out, you know, I'm there for you guys. So I'm just trying to get as much information on who you guys want to be on at a later date, as well as uh, we put a thread on the forum on who, who they would like to see show up as an interview on the Lantern Cast. And a lot of them were creators and writers and artists, so we'll hit that that road too, but we got a, a couple of good ones coming up, lined up oh, yeah. here in the, the near future. Yeah. I'm excited. Yes. Well, let's let's talk about you for a second, because you are you're just fresh back from San Diego, aren't you? I am indeed. I got home at 5 o'clock this morning. Oh. We got, the con ended at 5 o'clock yesterday. I went back to my aunt's house, who lives in San Diego, so that was free room and board for me. And I took my wife, my son, and his friend, we all went to Comic-Con, uh, Saturday and Sunday. So we were only there for the weekend, though. Well, that's, that's, that's probably what I would end up doing. Now was I forget was this your first convention or was it, was it your second? Because I can't remember. No, this is my absolute first. I had never been to any convention at all, and wow. going to San Diego, I, I know I knew that it was huge, so I really didn't want to plan anything. The only thing I had planned for the entire weekend was Hal Jordan action figures. <laughs> those were those how, were the big plans. How did that work out? Like, did you? Because I saw somebody, like, they're already on eBay for, like, $4,000 for the set or something crazy like that. What? It's like 400 bucks for the oh, set. Oh, 400 400 Yeah. Oh, yeah, 400 for the set. 
And apparently Thursday it was relatively, or Wednesday, I'm sorry, it was relatively easy. It was 3,000 units of the green Hal Jordan Green Lantern. So that was just for a preview night. So those went relatively easy. From my understanding, there were still a few left the next day. Now, the rest of them, the yellow, the blue, the orange, and the red, those were all limited to 1,500. And I wasn't there for, like I said, Thursday and Friday, so I don't know how, I heard it was kind of like chaotic, really chaotic, the way they did it, but by the time Saturday rolled around, that was my main focus first thing in the morning. So we got there about an hour early, got our badges, and I'm kind of looking at to find out where the booth is at. So I'm trying to get in front of the entrance, in front of the booth, so I can push people out of the way and <laughs> maim small children to, to get these tickets. Yes. So Con opens up at 9.30. We rush in. There's no way to booth. I'm like, yes, get up there. I'm like, can I get a house, Jordan, please? Um, no, that's upstairs. Oh, uh, oh God. I'm like, what? They're like, yeah, you have to get a ticket. It's a raffle. And it's upstairs. I'm like, okay, where upstairs? Like, I don't know. Somewhere upstairs. And upstairs is a very large place. (laughs) 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 Upstairs is a very large place. So I was a little irritated at that point. So I'm like, all right, fine, let's go upstairs. So we go upstairs and we start looking around, and I couldn't find anything. And I'm just getting madder and madder. I should have been red that day because rage was flowing through my veins. (laughs) And. Then I find the guy's like, okay, here's the Hal Jordan line. So I go, I'm like, okay, cool, where do I get in line? He's like, oh, it's down by the ocean. What? What? So, yeah. So I'm like, seriously? He goes, there's two lines, which went back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Then it went outside. It went around the corner. It went down the stairs, <laughs> down another side, all the way to the end. And I looked at that, and I told my wife, you know what? We're not getting these tickets. And at once you got to the end of the, the front of the line, you had to pick and either get a red or a green ticket. If you got a green ticket, you got a pass to purchase two action figures. If you got a red ticket, you're out of luck. Oh. So I was upset. And I'm like, you know, forget. I don't even want to do it. I'm done. Kind of cause ruined. And my wife, being the wonderful woman that she is, she's like, calm down. You know what? It's early. Let's just get in line. We'll see what happens. I'm like, I don't want to do this. Oh, I, this is the, I, I'm done. Calm down. Just let's let's all go in line. We got all day to be here. Let's just see what happens. Fine, let's go. So we get in line, and as we're going through, we're we're up next. And my wife goes and picks the green ticket. So she gets to pass the two action figures. My son picks green ticket. His friend picks green ticket. I pick green ticket. So all four of us got green tickets, at which point I hear somebody in the background, the whole family got one, so they were kind of upset. So Uh as we're walking away, this guy goes, I'll give you 40 bucks for one of those tickets right now. And I'm like, that's two hell jumping tickets right there. Okay. So I sold him one ticket, and I heard in line people were trying to trade. So then I'm like, hey, that's a good idea. I can get six of these oranges, all I need is three. I need one for myself. Jim asked me to pick him up one, and my son wanted an orange. So I'm like, that's three extra oranges. I'm like, all right, cool. So I went and bought them all. And my wife's like, you're buying all of them? She says, how much money are you spending? I go, I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to get all of them, baby. I'm trying to get all, I want the whole set. So, but what if you don't? Then what are you going to do with them? 
and I'll sell them to people, you know. Are you going to sell them on eBay? I'm like, no, 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 no. I, you know, I'm going to work through the forums. People, you know, eBay is evil sometimes, and I'm going to try and be cool about it. But first, I'm going to try and get my set. So walking around, this guy's trying to trade a green. So I'm like, I'll take a green for an orange. He's like, oh, awesome, because the green were kind of easy to get in the beginning. Right. It was double the, the run, and it was just on preview night. So I ended that day with one green and then two extra oranges. And so I go back to my attic house after that day was over with, and I'm telling my uncle about it. And he's like, oh, you can sell us for lots of money. I'm like, I'm not trying to sell them for lots of money. I just want to set. So I'm sorry, during that day, though, I had, you know, walked around to some of the exhibitors and we were selling action figures and they were asking, you know, they had signs up on what figures they needed. So I was asking him if he was trading and he said, you know, not today, but tomorrow, because if I don't have a whole set, then I'll try and trade out whatever I don't have. I'm like, all right, cool, well, I'm coming back tomorrow. And one good thing about being a fairly large person is people remember you. <laughs> so when I came back the next day, you know, he remembered me. So the next day, the line was even longer. It was insanely, it was outrageously long. So I'm waiting in line, and we go through, and I'm asking people if they're going to trade, and they're like, no, no, no. So then I, I figure, okay, well, I got two cute kids here. I'm going to use that to my advantage. So I have them. I told them, <laughs> I said, I'll tell you what, guys. I'll give you five bucks each if you can give me one of the yellow or the blue. I'll give you 15 bucks each if you can give me both. <laughs> so they're like, okay. So they have no shame. So they grab the orange, the orange figures, and they're walking up and down the line. Orange lantern for yellow or blue. Orange lantern for yellow or blue. Don't let me lose hope. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. Don't let me lose hope. Look, I trade them an orange for a yellow. So now all they needed was the blue. So as the line goes through, my wife picks. She doesn't get one. Both kids pick. They both get a ticket. I think I don't get one. So now I got four. So I three, one for me, one for Jim, and one for my son's friend, one of the red. So I go back immediately to that exhibitor. I'm like, hey, you know, we trade an orange for a blue. And he's like, oh, you know, I don't really need orange. He goes, but if you had a red, I would trade it. I'm like, well, I'm going to have an extra red because it, it tells you on the flyer, it tells you a specific time that you get to go pick it up. And that was for that day was noon. I'm like, well, at 12, you know, I'll have, I'll have an extra red. Will you trade it for the blue? He's like, yeah. He's like, you sure you're coming back? I'm like, yeah, I'm coming back. He's like, okay, cool. So come back as soon as you get it. I'm like, all right, I'll be here. So I go get my figures, go down there, and he's not there. And his daughters and his wife are there. And I'm like, hey, you know, the gentleman here said that he would trade me the the red for blue. And the wife's like, no, we're not trading. And I'm like, well, he said he would, and I'll wait here until he gets back. That's fine. Then his daughter's like, no, 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 I remember you. I remember you. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. My dad said he remembers you. So, yeah, we'll trade you. We'll trade you. So I got the whole set. Wow. I'm very excited about that. Yeah, that's amazing. Dude, you did more business at Comic-Con than people with booths. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's not even half of this. That's, um. So I'm going through the Comic-Con. We're walking around, and I get a text message. From, I, I was in direct contact with Jim, the majority of Comic-Con. He was directing me to what booth I needed to go to. I would ask him, where somebody is at? He would look it up online, and he'd tell me where to go. But he was my navigator. Wow. So about midday, I get a text that Phil Lamar, who's the voice 
of Jon Stewart in the Justice League series is signing autographs. Well, I've already been in contact with Phil Lamar for the last two weeks on getting him lined up for an interview. So we'd already got the interview lined up for August 3rd. So this was my opportunity to go meet him before you guys do the interview. Well, I'm wearing, I don't know if you guys saw my shirt online, the yeah. one of the shirts that I was wearing at the con, but I made sure that the lantern cast was on the front, up top. So as I'm going through, I get, I, I, I see him there, he's there, and he signed autographs. <laughs> and I go, Mr. Lamar, and I point towards the lantern cast. And he goes, Jason? And I'm like, yes, sir, how you doing? <laughs> recognized me right away just from the Lantern cast because I've been in contact with him. We've been going back and forth via email. So I told him, I said, you know, Mm. Mr. Lamar, can I get a picture with you and me? And so that's going to be put on the website. And you sent me the, uh, you texted me the picture of you with Phil Lamar. It was like you took a picture with your camera phone of the screen of your digital camera. Yes. <laughs> so, so I can't wait to see the picture, like, like pure and big. <laughs> well, I, I asked him specifically to do something, and I guess I'll just tease that until we get um, until we get the picture up. Right. All right. So there was there was something specific that I had asked him to do. So I mean, he was just a nice guy, just. A really nice guy. Oh, boy. Now, uh, Jason, we don't want to give this next one away, but you also got one other person lined up for an interview. Yes, and this one is very, very, very exciting. Yes. I I, I can't believe this one. This one's just crazy. And you it was all I- by happenstance. I just was talking to people, and once again, because I was wearing a shirt, that had the lantern cast, people were talking to me about it, and I was talking to people about everybody that I had on the shirt. They informed me somebody else was going to be there later on. I said I'd come back, and we'll save that story for another time. Absolutely. Yeah, suffice to say, when I got the text message about it, I it, it was one of those where I did, like, a verbal double take, where I was, I was at work, and I was, like, in the middle of, like, the sales floor or whatever, I looked, I read my phone, and I just said, what? And people looked at me weird for a second, and I'm like, uh, bye. <laughs> it's funny, because, like, with the Phil Lamar interview, when I had the Chris Maloney interview lined up, and that was in the works, and I was actually working out, and, you know, we, we it was solid, it was going to happen, we just didn't know when it was going to happen, because the schedule, shooting schedule for Law & Order was crazy. Right. Uh, I asked you guys, you know, hey, who do you want to talk to? You know, who else? Let me let me see what else I can do. And in passing, I forget who said, but somebody said, you know, hey, let's let's get John Stewart. That would be cool. Oh yeah, that was me. That was definitely me. Yeah, that was. So <laughs> I think it was maybe two days later that I text you guys. So when do you guys want to talk to Phil Lamar, the voice of John Stewart? And my the response I got from Jim was seriously. And then you know I'm trying to. Be, be cool about it. I'm like, well, you did say you wanted to talk to him, right? <laughs> I thought you were speaking, like, rhetorically. Like, like so, you know, you want to talk to Phil Lamar someday, right? So it turns out you were like, no, you're going to talk to Phil Lamar in, like, three weeks. Yeah. I'm like, like, really? When you texted that information over, like, I was just, I was driving along, and all of a sudden I get this text out of nowhere. 
And it's just like, oh my god, I, I can't believe he did that. I can't believe he got him. Then Jim got into another car crash. <laughs> no. The stuff is, the, the interviews are getting lined out pretty quickly. I mean, we've been sitting on them for a while, but getting them lined out has been happening pretty quickly. So I'm, I'm pretty pleased with the progress so far that we've had. As are we. As are we. And I I know people are listening are going to get a lot out of it when it comes time. Uh, yeah, it, we got some exciting stuff coming up. The interviews are going to get better the more that we do them. Yeah, yeah, we're still, you know, just like the actual production values of the show itself, you know, it's, if you if you look at where we are now compared to episode, like, well, I don't want to say one because that came as, like, four or five, but <laughs> but the, 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 the older episodes versus the last few, I think we've come a long way. Oh, yeah. And, oh absolutely. You know, Interview-wise... We are where we are, and it's going to go up. Right. Yeah. Well, you guys, I mean, have you guys ever interviewed anybody before? No. Not really, no, no. So, I mean, you, you guys are getting, you know, that, that's a pretty big TV star. I mean, Law & Order is a, a huge show. And, you know, you guys are cutting your teeth with, you know, high up there. I don't know about you guys when you were talking to him, but I left him a message on his phone, and then... It was a couple days later. He hadn't responded. I left him enough, another message. He hadn't responded, so I was kind of down. And I was having dinner with my kids. My wife was at work, and she usually calls calls me on her lunch break. So my, my cell phone's going off. So I'm like, oh, it's probably my wife. So I look at it, and it was Chris Maloney. I'm like, oh, I'll be back, kids. And I ran upstairs to my room, and I'm trying to be all, this is Jason, you know, trying to be all cool about it, right? But inside, I was like jello. I mean... I was like, I can't believe I found this guy, you know. <laughs> and he, when I spoke to him, it was just like talking to Detective Stabler. I mean, that character is so much of him. He was telling me how, you know, he apologized for not getting back to me, that he had gotten my, my voicemail, and at that point he had lost, he left his phone at his friend's house in another state. So he went back to New York to get ready to shoot, and he had to have a FedEx to him, and... It, his his quote was pretty funny. Uh, he was he was a pretty funny guy. Yeah, no, he's definitely a nice guy. He's very he's very like like a laid back, just patient guy. Yeah. yeah, it was it was fun. So the first time talking to him, it was really nerve wracking for me. I was I was keeping him inside, but he was a really nice guy, and you know, real down to earth. And then the next time I talked to him, it was much smoother that time. It wasn't you know I didn't have the jitters that time. <laughs> Well, Jason, we we are very, very appreciative of the interviews that you're getting for us. No problem at all. So, now, to, to go back to the, the convention a little bit, now, like, did you attend any panels or anything like that? Actually, the way I wanted to plan my first comic con was everything was free-flowing. I didn't, I didn't plan any panels. I didn't plan any of those things. I just wanted to go and walk the floor. Um, I wanted to get a Katie Cook uh, sketch done, which I got that. I got uh, Ahsoka Tano from uh, Star Wars, the Clone Wars uh, animated series. Right. Is that and, the orange girl? Yes. Oh, okay. I got her with uh, Jabba's, Jabba the Hutt's youngling, uh, <laughs> Dinky. Because Aww. when I took my kids to see it, 
my youngest daughter, who's three, she's like, Daddy, I'm stinky. I'm like, yeah, you sure are. <laughs> you know? And so from then on, her brother is Captain Rex. I'm Anakin. She called my wife Ahsoka. And then my oldest daughter is Wally for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> She's Wally. And then um, she, she calls herself Stinky. So I kind of asked Miss Cook to do Ahsoka. Because I, I had talked to her, conversed with her before, because she was on my shirt as well. And I had asked her, you know, what's her, some of her favorites to draw. Because, you know, you get really good. You know, they might put a little bit more into it if it's something they enjoy drawing. So I had asked her to draw Ahsoka, which I wanted anyways, which because she does the web comics online for Star Wars between right. uh, the episodes. Right. So I got that, and I asked her to put Stinky in there, and it's really cute, so I'll put that on the, the website as well. <laughs> and I just got to go, and I walked around, I met uh, quite a few people from the forums. I was I was a little irritated. I, I wasn't able to meet Pants. He was there. Uh. And Saturday night, I had posted on the World of Toys forum, and after that, he had sent me a message, a PM, which I didn't get till Sunday night. But he gave me a cell phone number to call him so that we could meet <laughs> up. And I didn't get that until after the con was over. And I was like, oh, no. So I was a little disappointed at that. But I met uh, I met Captain Josh from Titanium Rain. I met Dave Duanch of Space Time Condominium. I met Steve Bryant from uh, Latina Voltaire. What you call it? I uh, I saw online that they had they were giving away at some point flashing Green Lantern rings. Really? Yeah. I didn't get one of those. So that's an exclusive that is floating out there from San Diego Comic Con. <laughs> nice. <laughs> did uh, Did you see anybody wearing uh, the Blackest Night rings? Yes. And one of the booths were selling them for a dollar, so I bought five more. Nice. Oh God. There had better be a picture of you coming up, wearing them, like, on all your fingers, looking insane. Uh, I'm not opening those packages. <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't open these figures. I'm looking at them right now. They're, they're still all wrapped. Oh, man. Can you remove the ring without opening the package? No. Oh, it's in the package, then. Yes. That's cool how it makes a nice, like, mural design when you put them all next to each other. Yeah, yeah, it was real cool. Okay, so now on a onto a completely new topic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, no segues at all here. But we're we're in the news, so we can do this. We can switch topics just like that. The Lantern Cast has a new website. Yes. Yes, website is very cool. It's it's definitely a lot better than what it used to be. It doesn't hurt my soul to look at it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, we got uh, we got all the episodes on there. You can listen to the episodes right on the page. We have what is the start of a gallery right now. That's just my my uh, Comic Con artwork. But eventually, that's gonna have Dan's artwork as well as Lantern Cast photos. Jason. Yes. We also have a Facebook page now. So if you want to be our fan on Facebook, you will get up to the minute news. Because the way I have it set up is I can just text in updates whenever they occur. So basically, as soon as we get done recording, I'm going to text an update as far as we're going to have an interview episode up very, very soon. 
Oh, and on that note, I think we can uh, wrap up our news section. We're going to take a break now, and we're going to come back with our interview with famous, super famous actor Chris Maloney, voice of Hal Jordan in Green Lantern First Flight. Hey, Dan, we all know that people love listening to The Lantern Cast, but what if they want to get more Dan Kurtzke and Jim Ford? Well, the best possible way, Jim, to get more of both of us is by listening to the show that I'm on without you. That is not quite radio. It's where me and another guy and another another guy just sit around and we talk aimlessly about movies and video games and comics and irrational hatreds of Tobey Maguire. And, and there's an animatronic gopher that sings us in and out. So you can find that on iTunes or at notquiteradio.lipson.com. There's literally more than one episode. But wait, if that's where I are, where am you? Well, I'm glad you asked, because I can be found... Well, technically not I. My comic can be found at fw4d.com. And that's about Cowman? No. No, Cowman is another comic I do. Well, technically don't do anymore, but it's still up for people to see. I'm no longer interested. Joining us on the phone tonight is actor, voice actor Chris Maloney. You probably better know him as Detective Elliot Sabler on Law & Order Special Victims Unit, but he's now, well, he's going to be known as the voice of Hal Jordan in the DC movie Green Lantern First Flight. Chris, thank you for joining us. My pleasure. So the first question that came to my mind as soon as I heard that you had this role is, are you now or have you ever been a comic book fan? Yeah, I, uh, I was more of a graphic novelist fan. But, uh, you know, I enjoyed uh, my Fantastic Fours, my uh, Incredible Hulks. I was partial to uh, Captain America mm. and uh, The Thing. <laughs> that was about it. That's nice. Now, I think, I think comic fans in general have this image in their heads of someone getting a role like Hal Jordan and then the studio or someone handing them this stack of Hal Jordan comics so they can better know the character. How accurate is that, if at all? Or, or how do you get inside this character's head and figure out who he is? Well, you know, I, I read the script. Um, I, uh, I did a little bit of research about, you know, kind of the history of, you know, the Green Lantern and, you know, the Hal Jordan saga or the Green Lantern saga. I was like, uh, well, I mean, to be quite honest, it kind of really didn't help. I mean, <laughs> and you know, end of the day, I mean, it's 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 uh, you know a character that's been you know written from a variety of writers and and handed down through you know many years and you know th these guys these writers uh, you know and their interpretation. I mean, you know, they're telling the history, the, the kind of basic history of the Green Lantern. But um, you know, I kind of relied on. I don't know, uh, the voice in my head, I guess. 
Yeah, the fact that so many different writers have touched this character before probably made it, I guess it would make it easier to just let your own interpretation flow out without having to worry about that too much. Yeah, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, you know, every, everyone has, you know, they, they have they they have a job to do, and the job is to tell, you know, what's what's the next episode in the saga of the Green Lantern, and you know, kind of the the torch is passed amongst many people. All right. Well, let's speak about the movie specifically for a moment. Um, mm-hmm. For anyone listening who isn't familiar, what is you know briefly what is Green Lantern First Flight? It's, it's, it's the birth of uh, Green Lantern. It's uh, you know how we got to uh, how we got to be the Green Lantern, and uh, you know uh, Sinestro, and uh, you know uh, how he finds himself in. In the uh, you know intergalactic uh, police force. That actually uh, brings up a, a question that I had, Chris. Now a lot of people are going to be wondering as far as the role that you play as Detective Elliot Stabler. Now here you have Hal Jordan. He's a space cop. You know they're going to see the parallel: space cop, regular cop. How much of Detective Stabler do you think actually went into the character of Hal Jordan? Well, I looked. Well, you know, I looked for space perverts, and I couldn't find them. So, um, <laughs> you know, I, I decided to divorce uh, Elliot Stabler from Hal Jordan's journey, and uh, you know, just kind of stayed with within the framework of uh, you know where the where the script led me. Right. Very cool. Now, this isn't the first voice work you've done. You were also the the bully named Spike from the live action dinosaurs. TV show from the yeah. 90s, which, yeah. frankly, Fran- I watched that show and it blew my mind when I learned it was you. <laughs> this, but this is the first time, as far as I can tell, you provide the voice for traditional animation. Yeah. Is it the same process as what you did for dinosaurs, as re- recording for regular animation? No, actually, uh, it was uh, uh, exactly 180 degrees in reverse. Um, they would do all the animatronics and uh, the huge Muppeteering and uh, do the scene on stage, and then they would have the voices, you know, fit to the the, the moving of the mouths. Uh, on this one, I provided the uh, voice in studio with Victor Garber, and uh, which was that was awesome because it was good to play off somebody. And uh, you know, producer read the other parts, the other lines. And, uh, you know, and they fit the animation to uh, to how we read things. That actually brings up something else that I was wondering. As far as with Disney, I know they mention a lot of times how they videotape the, the facial features and how people react and how they say their lines in order to affect the animation. Did that come into effect here? Yeah, no. Again, you know, I, I think that would be the... Geez, you know, I don't know how they would do that, whether it's... You know, kind of a marrying of uh, uh, animation to voice or voice to animation. I don't know how they would work that, but uh, you know, I, I you know, I guess the guys, yeah, you know, worked off uh, just the, the vocal timber. Gotcha. Now you you had uh, mentioned that you were actually in the recording studio with at least one of your fellow voice actors. Yeah. Do you feel, do you feel like that brought out a better performance in you? It's always not, you know. It's just so much nicer to uh, have a conversation with somebody, and um, 
you know, so look, and I know Victor Garber, so that always helps. And <laughs> it helps you, you know, you you have all these visual, you know, like the 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 uh, you know the the tractor beams grabbing you or something like that, and if they have some kind of you know response against it, and you know it's all in your head, and all of a sudden when you have someone to talk to, it's not in your head. It's you're really really able to act against another individual, and uh, it, it just makes it it's a little safety net. I'm curious as far as with doing animation now. You've you've done the voice for Hal Jordan. You've obviously done plenty of acting work in TV movies, all that. Jim. Yes. Dan. Jim. Dan. Hey, Dan. Yeah. You there, Dan? Okay. Are we losing people? I I don't have Dan. Dan, are you there? <laughs> wow. Okay, we've lost Dan. Sorry, Chris. That's <laughs> all right. Professionalism right out the window. <laughs> so good, baby. <laughs> oh boy. Hello. Hey, Dan. Yeah. You're back again. I, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. It just it dropped my call. I'm sorry about that. Okay. What were you doing, Dan? What happened? I uh, <laughs> I don't know. I was I was just listening. I thought Jim stopped talking. <laughs> <laughs> Huh. Now, all of a sudden, you just, like, interrupt, and you're like, Jim? I'm like, what? I I, I, was, I wasn't hearing anything anymore, and then I was like, Jim, and then the thing just went down. And I apologize, guys. I'm sorry. Okay. That's all right. Okay, so getting back to it now, as I was saying, Chris, you've done animation now. You've done acting, movies. You've done television. Now, my next question, my what I would imagine is the next step would be CGI animation. Would you be up for that? As far as like the movie Beowulf, where it's like total CGI, and Benjamin Button, where they de-age and super-age Brad Pitt, like, would you be willing to do that if they wanted to make you like an, a superhero, but they wanted you to be younger for the role? <laughs> Hell yeah, baby. <laughs> Age is timeless. It's all good. Use the technology that's uh, that's at your fingertips. I mean, why wouldn't you? You know, I, I love old school. I love old school filmmaking. But you know, uh, you know, uh, it's foolish to be afraid of uh, anything uh, new and cutting edge, and just you know, people being creative and trying to tell stories in a different way. It's all good. Nice. And besides, hey, you, you know, you're going to tell me you're going to make me look 20 years younger? Bring it, baby. <laughs> Bring it. Uh, well, speaking of acting 20 years younger, we've learned that you have a zip line in your backyard and that you've been skydiving. Yeah. Do these experiences help you when you're playing a character who can, you know, not only fly, but is essentially supposed to be fearless? Well said. You know what actually helps? And I do mean this. Water skiing. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes, because, you know, it's the perfect blend of fearlessness and uh, a sense of zen and focus and danger. Even though you're not fighting against somebody, but it's, you know, it really is an internal struggle to... to 
fight against your fears, you're ripping across the wake. Huh. Never even thought about that. Very yeah, I doubt many people have. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's really, it's, it's a bit esoteric. But, uh, you know, I just love water skiing. Do you go often? Uh, not as much as I'd like, but, you know, <laughs> I, was, I, I just, uh, I ripped a couple sets this weekend. Wow. I'm much too chicken to even try that. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> but you got to love it. Yeah, I may try it now. I mean, you know, two skis is fine. Two skis is fine, but, you know, I, you know, I like the slalom. You know, one ski. Wow. Would you call this, like, would you call this film, like, a good introduction of a new fan into the Green Lantern universe? Yeah, definitely. I, I thought, you know, that I, I, uh, have you seen it yet? I have not, no. No, I thought I thought it was, it was clean storytelling, and I thought the action sequences were pretty friggin' exciting. I mean, I saw uh, two of them, and I was really kind of on the edge of my seat going, oh, man, this guy's going to kick Hal's ass. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was really, uh, you know, the guys, uh, they did a great job with it. Nice. Now, it sounds to me like you had a positive experience with this. Like, would you... You know, do you see yourself seeking out more voice acting roles after this? And Yeah, totally. I mean, you know, I, I matter of fact, I told the people uh, when I did it, you know, how, you know, I said thank you. And, you know, I'm, so, you know, I grew up on cartoons. I grew up on, on, the, on the old Warner Brothers, you know, Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, Pete Puma, you know, all this stuff. And uh, I, you know, and I'm a huge fan of SpongeBob SquarePants. I mean, I, I love cartoons. I think they're a magnificent way to uh, tell a story. And, uh, you know, I, I love all the Pixar stuff and, you know, all that sort of, you know, and the superhero stuff. So, um, yeah, I'm all for it. I would love it. And I was very, I was very honored to, uh, to have him uh, ask me to be Hal Jordan. Very cool. That may answer a question that I had as far as, like, when... Dan and I were both growing up. They had the cartoon superpowers on with all the superheroes. Right. And back then, it was Michael Rye doing the voice of Hal Jordan, and that was our introduction to Green Lantern. That's what put the seed in our head as far as, okay, we love Green Lantern today, and we can trace it back to then that we love it that much. Right. Now, Green Lantern First Flight... Right. That is definitely going to be some kid's introduction to Green Lantern. Right. So, I mean, like, have you actually, like, have you realized the fact that now you're going to be somebody's introduction to this fantastic superhero that 20 years from now they may still be a fan of? No, because that's an awesome responsibility, dude, and I don't have the shoulders that are broad enough to carry that with me. You just scared me. (laughs) What's the matter with you? I can't think. I can't think that deeply. (laughs) No, I, uh, I, I, uh, that's pretty cool. Um, you know, I hope it works out that way. And, uh, you know, I got hired for a job and I was really excited about it and I wanted to do the best I could. And I knew there were a lot of fans out there and, and, you know, but you, you know, you can't think because, you know, you know, something, when this comes out, you're going to get the guys, you know, the people who say, uh, the negative stuff, and you know, hopefully you'll get the guys who say the positive stuff. So, you know, you, you can't, you know, I don't know, you can't think think out there. You just you know, do, do your do your own thing. Definitely. Hope for the best. 
Jim, Jim, you might have just scared him out of doing a sequel. <laughs> yeah. No, now he's going to have to do a sequel. Yeah, to, to prove us wrong. <laughs> yeah, to do them better. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this movie comes out tomorrow as we record this. Yeah. And I, I know I'm definitely really, really jazzed and looking forward to it. Absolutely. I, I've seen some of the, the previews on the internet as far as uh, the first four minutes. We've got a chance to take a peek at the animation. The animation looks fantastic. Yeah. They, they really did a great job on that. Uh, one last question, one final question, and that'll be it. Yeah. While you were recording this, did any, like, crazy stories happen or anything like that that you're going to remember for the rest of your life as, okay, this is what happened while I was recording for Hal Jordan? Um, I wouldn't say crazy or anything like that, but I, I will say that, you know, with the amount of trouble that Hal Jordan gets in, uh, there were an awful lot of, oh, I mean, I've never had to grunt, and and they all have their own nuance. I mean, the producer, going, oh, I, need, I need a little more breath. With <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, and it's tough to do it when the fight scene hasn't been, hasn't been animated for you. Oh, right. Oh, my God. So, you know, I, and I actually had to go back in and record extra fight scene <laughs> stuff. And, uh, you know, it was just kind of interesting. That's great. That is something that I guarantee everyone listening has taken for granted, thinking, like, oh, a grunt is just a grunt. Wow. No, a grunt is never just a grunt. (laughs) Should be the title of this piece. Yeah, we we might just do that. (laughs) A grunt is never just a grunt. That's it. Okay, Dan, you got any more questions? I think I'm tapped out. (laughs) Sounds good. Well, Chris, thank you very much for doing this interview for us. My pleasure. Like I said, we're both looking forward to the movie. It comes out tomorrow, which is July 28th, 2009, Green Lantern First Flight. I know me and Dan are going to be first online, and everybody listening is going to be second. Oh, God, yeah. Cool. We'll, we'll fight some people if we have to. So thanks a lot. You're welcome. Take care, guys. Okay, everybody, we'll be right back with the closing. Okay, everybody, and we're back to close out the show now. Yeah, let me just throw in, I am exceptionally proud of myself for making it the whole way through without calling him Elliot by mistake. (laughs) (laughs) I I take that as a great personal victory. Nice. Okay, so let's uh, let's wrap this up, Dan. All right, you can contact us at lanterncast at gmail.com. You can go to our forum at thecomicforums.com under LanternCast. Or you could go to our brand new website at lanterncast.com with links to our Facebook page, which is brand new. It's got our feed up there. It's got a link to our forum, a new gallery page, and our bios. And every episode that we've done. Our whimsical bios. Very good. (laughs) Did you like your bio, Jason? I love my bio. Very good. I, I was showing my my wife when I, when I went to the website to check it out. She <laughs> laughed. She thought it was funny. Good. <laughs> Thank God. Strong-arming people. <laughs> she just hold people upside down by their ankles. Talk to the lantern cast. <laughs> Do it. 
it's what I used to do is when I I used to be a retail manager and I was a pretty fun manager. Was uh, just playing around with some of the employees. I what I would do is called a squat grab lift. If I'd squat, I'm on the back of the pants and lift them up in the air and then fully extend over my head. So they would do like an atomic wedgie kind of thing. Oh my God! Dear God! Dear God! Yeah. So that would be my threat to everybody. Oh God! When, uh, when they start acting up, I'm like squat grab lift, and they would just quiet down. Oh man! Oh my God! Oh my! If if you make it the Super Show, you are absolutely doing that to Jim. No, and I'll be recording it. <laughs> Wait a second! I'm much bigger than you, Dan. It was my idea. <laughs> I have nothing to follow that up with. How tall are you guys? I'm 11 feet. <laughs> I'm 17 feet. <laughs> you, you're, I, I wasn't thinking metric. I'm like, I'm, I'm a, what's a metric mile? Shut up. <laughs> oh, boy. Nice. I'm, I'm 6'8", about 270. Jim's three feet tall. He's basically a hobbit. <laughs> Nice. Oh, boy. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I derailed you guys in the English show. My bad. Oh, don't worry. No, nah, no, nah, it's better that way. It's better that way. Yeah. We're, <laughs> we're on iTunes also, Dan. Yeah! <laughs> oh, kick ass. All right. We have emails. We have our own emails. Yeah. I'm. It, it, it's our real names, right? Yeah. It's Dan at Lantern. Yeah. I'm, I swear to God, I'm going to log in. You finally gave me the password. Like... One episode ago, but <laughs> I'm finally gonna use it. Yeah, I'm Jim at Lanterncast. I'm Dan at Lanterncast. I'm Jason at Lanterncast. Yes. Okay. And I think that's everything. So you know, until next time. I'm Jim. I'm Joe and on the boards. I'm Dan. I'm Gland. <laughs> I'm Jason. I'm the Dark Knight. So long, everybody. Night. Have a good.